0: Are you familiar with the scripture found in Romans chapter 8 and verse 14? The Bible says in Romans eight fourteen that the children of God are led by the Spirit of God. Amen. Now, how many of you would dare and gladly share to everyone else around you that you are a child of God? Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wait a minute. If you're a child of God, and if you qualify as a child of God, then you qualify in Romans 8.14. The children of God are led by the Spirit of God. Really? Let me set out a test for you right there, very quickly. Are we always being led by the Spirit of God? Hmm, that may be a different deal at work, at home. It's easy to be spiritual in church, in, 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 a, in, in, a, in an easygoing atmosphere. It's easy to be spiritual. When things are flowing good, when everything is you know, rolling as you expected, it's easy to be a child of God. But when your plans change, when, when things don't work the same way, when, when someone crashes at home with your temper, and then we may not find ourselves being, shouting, Romans 8.14. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a child of God, but I don't want to be led by the Spirit of God right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, this only happens in Costa Rica. Now, the thing about it is we like Romans 8.14 because we have the Spirit of God in us. I'm not asking you. I'm telling you. You have the Spirit of God if you have believed in Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. The Bible declares that when you have believed in Jesus, with the moment you believe in Jesus... As your Lord and Savior, the Spirit of God comes on the inside and makes you born again. And from that moment on, the Bible says that you as a child of God, you have the Spirit of God in you. Now, it's a different story to be led by the Spirit of God than having the Spirit of God. You have already have the Spirit of God. But being led by the Spirit of God is a different story. And this is where John chapter 10 verses 4 and 5 come in. So if you have your Bibles, please turn to John chapter 10 verses 4 and 5. Because the Bible says, talking about Jesus as the good shepherd... Jesus, in, in chapter 10, in John chapter 10, verses 4 and 5, the Bible talks about Jesus as the good shepherd. And the good shepherd watches over his sheep and tends to his sheep. And his sheep hear his voice. And now, this is where I'm going now. This is where I'm going. Um, we need to take the time in our daily Lives in our daily activities to get acquainted and, and, and get familiar with the voice of the Spirit. Right. Because if, if we pay attention to verses 4 and 5 in John chapter 10, the Bible says that in verse 4 that he will lead his sheep. And in verse 5, it says that his sheep listen to his voice and follow him. Now, I, let me combine these two. Verbs. These two words here, lead and follow. I don't see anywhere in this picture where he pushes us. So the Spirit of God will not push us, will not make us speak his word or act, flow in his spirit. The the psalmist back in, before Jesus came, he said, set a guard, set a watch over my mouth. That I may not speak against you, and I have prayed that prayer a number of times. Believe me, and I even said, "God, send a such a big angel." Anyone's bigger than me, but send <laughs> s- send a big angel with a big hand that is very heavy to shut my mouth when I'm about to say something ugly. Because okay, okay, hear, hear, hear me out now. It is not as easy to be led by the Spirit of God and not as easy to hear His voice because we have trained our ears to hear other voices. And for years we've, we thought that was normal hearing other voices, such as worry. We just sang, we, we just sang about uh, uh, overcoming fear. But but how many times have we yielded to fear? Anxiety. Worry. Just 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 you know about your health, about your finances, your future. Ladies, absolutely you're concerned about the future of your of your children, your own future, your life, everything ahead of you. And, and it's not easy when you don't your eyes can't see things, but all you hear is a voice in the background. And he will not push you. He will not push us. Uh, There have been times, I I want him to push me into his will. I've asked him, Lord, please push me. And he says, no, you follow. You follow. And it takes faith. It takes trust. It takes relationships. Now, let me give you an example. Many times we don't, we can, it's hard to recognize his voice because we don't spend time with him. And, and I remember back years ago when I first, when I had my first cellular phone. Now, these new ones, uh, the newer ones are really something else. Back then, do you remember when they started uh, you you the cell phones started coming out, the flip the, the, the flip ones? Antenna, it was the size of a brick. <laughs> and you were wearing it and everybody knew you had one because everything's sticking out here. Younger younger people don't know this because you you weren't you hadn't been born yet. But back then, yeah, I'm that old. The thing is, when I first had, when I f- had my first cell phone, all I could see was a number on the screen. That, that, that's all I could see, and 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 the first number, the first number on my speed dial was casa. It, it, that's in Spanish for home, the house. Okay, so and my kids were very young back then, so whenever I would be down the road, you know, doing some errands or ministry and things. And, I, and my phone started going, zzz, 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 you know, makes you like, you know, kind of feels good. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> A little free massage there in your hip. You flip it open, and all I could see was Casa on it. So I didn't know who was on the other side of the, the line. And when I flipped it open, hello, I, I would hear one of three, back then, three voices. It could be my wife, Claudia, or or it could be Michelle, my oldest child, or Paul, my second oldest. But when Michelle or Paul were on the phone, and they were very young, they don't like me sharing this this part of the testimony, their voices were, like, very, very sharp, like, hello, daddy. (laughs) Daddy. You know, like that. I I do that easily because I do puppets. So. Yeah, Paquito, Paquito. Yes. Some of, some of them know who Paquito is. You need to come to Costa Rica to know Paquito, to meet Paquito. Paquito is a puppet. But anyways, back to my, my story. I, could, I would hear their voices, and I couldn't tell them apart. I, I, couldn't, I, I couldn't distinguish. Okay, is this Paul? No, it's Michelle. Oh, okay. The next time, is this Michelle? No, it's Paul. I didn't know who was on the other side because I didn't. I was not familiar with their voices. It was hard to tell who was calling. Spirit of God will not show himself every time he speaks to us. So we'll just have to trust his voice. But hey, the more often they would call me, the better, the easier it was for me to know who was calling. Then the more I would talk to them over the phone, oh, Michelle, yes, Daddy. Same tone of voice. It didn't change for a while, but I, I knew who was calling. I could tell. Yes, baby, tell me. And they would express a concern, or in most cases they would say, Mom says you need to bring home bread. Typical, typical families things but um, or, any, or something something anything like that. My point is we have gotten so used to hearing other voices apart from the voice of the spirit, the voice of the shepherd and we've become so used to it to, to the point of that we think it's normal to get worried to get anxious when the voices, us are yelling screaming to our ears uh, maybe sickness is, is screaming to our bodies you are feeling this your body is in pain and then we hear that voice and it's so loud that we go yeah yeah we agree with that voice and, and we don't follow the voice of the spirit uh in some cases that's that's just manuel garcia I have lost my temper over little things, and the saddest part is at home, where I should be more careful than anywhere else, and I have not been, found myself in Romans 8, 14. And the minute I realize, I go, trying to beat myself. Now, being yourself will not do anything, will not accomplish anything in your life. The, the, the best thing we can do is just turn around and pay attention to the voice. Now, how, what does his voice sound like? Now, you, I'm sure you have a Bible at home. It's so easy now. I kind of like it and kind of don't like it. Well, having the, 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 the Bible app. Uh, I find it easier to get distracted here because uh, it happens, you know, my social, you know, all the apps and all the other things, they send uh, notifications and it, they come on the screen. So I, I'm tempted to see who said what. And I go, uh, but that, that doesn't happen when I use the paper Bible. See the only the only notification is when the scriptures come alive. <laughs> You're reading a scripture and you go, whoa, 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 whoa! Wait a minute! I've read this a number of times, but now I'm reading it. I'm I'm getting it. Has it happened to you? It happens to me all the time. I've read Romans 8:14. I don't know, maybe a zillion times, and and then I go, oh my god, oh my god! I've I've seen this. I've I've been studying Romans chapter eight for probably nine to ten years and I can't get past it. Just chapter eight of Romans. And when people ask me about the end times and about it's fascinating because I love it. But when people talk to me about Romans 8, oh honey, let's talk about it. <laughs> that's my candy, that's my my cake, that's my chocolate cake. You'll see it all over my mouth. Romans 8, Romans 8 because in verses 4 and 5, the, uh, the scripture talks about renewing your mind. And renewing your mind, I've, I've realized that to me, it just means talk to God. Find out what he's thinking about my life. Find out what he, how he feels about me. How he feels about my circumstances. And when he speaks to me, there's peace there's no fear, there's joy. Even if I'm broke, there's peace, there's joy. You know, I've been in the States for over eight weeks. I didn't plan this. I certainly didn't plan. It takes finances to be traveling like this. And then I realized, okay, and God shows up. He talks to me and he says, "Take it easy, man. I can take care of you." Now I wanna, I wanna say this to you: You cannot have faith in someone or trust in someone you don't know. And it takes time. To develop a relationship that will end up in you knowing, getting to know this person to be able, before you can say, I can trust you with the keys to my house, keys to my car, I can trust you. Yeah. takes time. You don't trust a stranger. Now, oh, oh, back to John, uh, John 4 and 5. So why do we trust fear instead of trusting God? Because we've spent more time with that. Voice yeah. and the other voices, because we—that's how we were raised in this world. We were trained to worry. We were trained to to get anxious, to get nervous, to get irritated uh, at things when they don't go the way we want. So if it's not according to what I want, it must be wrong. But I've learned during this past few weeks, no, not a few weeks, long weeks, to trust the Lord without even seeing. I didn't have to see my kids to to know that it was their voices. It was them calling over the phone. I didn't have to see them in person to know that Claudia wants bread. I better get that bread. Or else (laughs) husbands know what I'm talking about. It's gonna be fun at home. Showing up without bread, <laughs> honey. I'm home. Did you bring the bread? I'll be right back. <laughs> Been there, done that. I want to close. I want to close this with this example. David was so used as a king, so used to getting uh, away with uh, what he wanted. That when he saw someone else's wife, he thought, I have to have her. He didn't listen to the voice of God. Peter, outside when he stepped out of the boat and he walked on the water towards Jesus after Jesus called him. He knew the voice of Jesus. If it is you, call me. Call, say that I come. He, he said, come. And he started walking. But then the voice of the waves and the storm and the wind, these familiar voices that he knew very well in the past, started convincing him that this new voice was not the true voice. And so he started sinking. Now, the wonderful thing, and let me close with this. wonderful thing about Peter is the Bible says, if you haven't read it, I would encourage you to go back and read the, the, the story. It says that after Jesus helped him back up, on, and, 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 I mean, they walked on the water. Come on. Woo! Excuse me. I'm, I, got to, I get excited easily. The thing is, Jesus, Jesus takes Peter's hand. And Peter takes Jesus' hand, and he hears his voice, and they walked back to the boat. I'm excited about that. I can walk on the water. Even if I sank for a minute, I can walk back on the water. I can get back on, and I will get to the boat. I will make. You will make it. Just please take time to listen to God's voice. Get the word. Yeah. What, what does his voice sound like? Like the Bible. That's right. Easy and simple. That's what he speaks like. And that's his tone of voice. The Bible. So if you know the scriptures, it's not just about knowing scriptures by head. It's about relationship with the one who speaks through the scriptures. Yeah. So when you develop this strong relationship with the spirit of God, you will recognize his voice very easily. And you will realize, and and I'm sure you have noticed this, that it is so peaceful, so good when you hear his voice and obey his voice and follow his leading. It just brings such peace. Then when you don't and you go against because you yielded easily to other voices, you find out, hmm, no, you're not at peace. You might be waking up in the middle of the night trying to solve your situation, and there's no peace about it. But when you hear his voice, you'll realize that Psalms 4.8 8, four, 8, yeah, is a reality in your life. You'll go to bed and you go to sleep. You won't think about your situation anymore or your problems. You'll go to bed and sleep. Like, not like a baby, because babies, some babies wake up in the middle of the night, two or three nights, two or three times. Not like a rock, like you hit there. And you're, Let me encourage you this morning to take the time to spend, you know, uh, time on a daily basis during this week in the word. And if you don't understand the scripture, it's okay. You don't have to understand God. When you love someone, you don't, you don't try to understand them. You're just there for them. You're just there with them. And that's what being led by the Spirit of God is about. Take the time to listen to his voice. Thank you. Thank you for coming out this, this, uh, this Sunday. Thank you, Pastor Sam. And uh, may the Lord bless you.
1: Here this morning. Sorry about that. Don't you love Brother Manuel? Yeah. Amen. We do. We are so so thankful for you. Uh, I mean that. Um, you know what I want you to do if you don't mind. Well, I, I'm I'm gonna just have have a seat for a minute, and Manuel's gonna come back up in just a moment, um, because we're gonna we're gonna pray a very some over some very special things um, this morning. You know um, whether you recognize it or not. Excuse me. I can, there. Hopefully that's a little better. Um, if, um, but, but if, if, you, if you were here at the beginning of the service, which uh, starts at ten forty-five, for uh, surprise to some folks, but uh, so okay. But our worship starts at ten forty-five. Then, um, then you would have heard, uh, not by specific planning, but by the work of the Holy Spirit, God preaching a message to you. Uh, have, you, have, you, those, have you felt the thread of what God's saying through the message here this morning? He, he's talking about having confidence. He's talking about being, being built up in your faith. He's talking about knowing the voice of God. He's talking, I mean, literally, scriptures that I've got here to talk about. Manuel's mentioned them. Elise mentioned them. They were mentioned in the song. Now, here's why I said it. Here's what this tells me. The Bible says that when someone stands up and says, thus says the Lord, here's a word for you, that that every word should be established out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. So I want to tell you this morning that I come to you, um, we're going to wrap up here in the next few minutes, we're going to have communion but 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 God has, I I believe, given a word, uh, given me a word um, that's been confirmed, or I want to confirm the word that's been given this morning, um, just about, just kind of where we're at, where I'm at, where we're at as a church. And um, I've talked with a couple of people about this, but, but for us personally, I think, you know, it seemed like, maybe you don't feel this way, but it seemed like we've been trudging. I don't know about you in your life, but, but for us, it's been hard to get momentum built in our life. Uh, Yvette was talking about it last night or or this morning about, man, just difficult getting back onto right eating patterns, difficult getting into right exercise patterns, difficult just getting some disciplines established in our lives. You know, I look back and really since about the end of October, okay, um, Pastor Chris, glad to see you here this morning, brother, blessing to you, amen, amen. Pastor Chris started first of November there, not feeling well. Has been dealing with something. t.Here's been this trudging going on, um, so there was a lot of sickness that took place. There was um, we had the the these the situation with uh, w- with Brother Kelly and the, the Clark family that took place on Christmas. After that, I know I personally had the flu. I don't remember having the flu. Uh, the, a lot of people. How many people had the flu this this year? And a lot of people, a lot of people have struggled with sickness. There's been, there's been ongoing issues. There have been people that have had diagnoses that have been very, very difficult. There's, there's been um, just, you know, Yvette got sick. Yvette fell and broke her elbow, you know. And uh, just, there have been stuff. Let me just ask, has anybody here sensed just kind of this press, like it's just been a, a hard season to get to get moving, to get, mo- to just to Is to, to anybody, Has anybody experienced that? Okay, a few of us. Not, not everybody, a few of us. Thank God for those of the rest of you. Those that haven't been experiencing it, you've probably been pulling the rest of us through. So thank you. We, we appreciate that. But I was, uh, I was sitting a couple of uh, weeks ago and watching the Olympics, watching some of the Olympics. Anybody watch the Olympics? So, okay. I uh, watched the Olympics, but I was watching that that thing um, called the biathlon, where they, um, they ski, they cross-country ski, which those words should not go together, in my opinion. O- only skiing should be downhill skiing, that's the only kind of skiing, or water skiing, but... Uh, Uh, I remember Yvette's family when we first met. I don't even know if we were married. They said, "Oh, we're going to go. We're going to have so much fun. We're going to go cross-country skiing." Well, I didn't know what it was, and then I found out they were a bunch of liars. So, uh, you know, I mean, that's uh, so. um, There was nothing fun about it. That was like like work. There will be. I don't care how hot it is in hell. There will be a cross-country ski thing going on in hell. So. just in case you were wondering, all right? But, but I was sitting there watching this, and I was, I was watching these guys trudging, and, they're, and they, they, you know, they're skiing along, and then they start up this hill, and I forget the exact name of it. But they're, man, they're just expending their energy. They talked about how this is kind of the make or break time. This is the place where, where you know, it, it, people get left behind. They lose their chance to, to win a medal. They lose their chance to compete. And, and so I'm sitting there watching this, And all of a sudden, just as they get, some of the lead guys get to the summit, I heard the Holy Spirit say, that's where you're at. I was like, what? He said, you guys have been trudging. You've been pushing it uphill. And folks, I know that there are some people here this morning, that's exactly where you've been. You've been dealing with difficulties. You've been dealing with relational issues. You've been dealing with financial pressures. You've been dealing with questions about where do I go in my life and what do I do? How are we going to make it? What am I going to do with those kids? What am I going to do with that spouse? What am I going to do about that job situation? Where am I going to go for my education? What's God? Where are you? And it's been like the heavens have been brass and we haven't heard things. and, And in the midst of it, I'm here to tell you today that God has not forgotten you. And I'm here to tell you today that God has said that we are right on that summit and if we'll keep trudging, if we'll persevere, if we'll not grow weary in well-doing, if we won't give up, if we'll be courageous, if we'll listen to the voice of God, God says, the Zoom is coming. <laughs> I'm here, the swoosh, whatever it was. Man, they, they crest that hill and they gain momentum. And man, they take off. And I'm here today by the word of the Lord just to declare over some people. Your Zoom is coming. (laughs) Amen? Your Zoom is coming. Your peace is going to be restored. Your courage, it's coming up. It's coming up. I'm telling you by the word of the Lord, guys, and if you all know me, those that know me know that I don't take this lightly. I've been chewing on this for over a week now. I was asking, Lord, Lord, God said, if, if they'll just hang in there, if they won't give up, if they won't quit, if they won't let those hands that are weak and, and just hang down, but if they'll lift up those hands, if they'll let me pour some strength into them, then, like a woman, then, like a woman who has been, who has been pressing who's been having contractions, but, but she that final push. And the scripture says this, it says that, that when the child is delivered, that all of the pain pales in comparison to the joy of the manifestation. I am telling you here today, guys, I know. Listen, what you've been going through doesn't make you weak. It makes you human. You've been dealing with real stuff. You've been fighting real battles. You've been struggling with real issues. You've been, you've been, you've been, you've been facing some real giants. You've been, it's been some real tough times. But can I say, don't give up? We're gonna press on. We're gonna trudge on. Amen. Amen. We're, 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 gonna, we're gonna take the next step. We're gonna take the next step. Amen. We're, 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 gonna, we're not only going to get to the summit, we're not going to get to the summit and stop and, and just watch and take in the scenery, we're going for the Zoom, amen? So Galatians tells us, it says then, Galatians chapter 6, it says then, let us not grow weary in well-doing. Let us not grow weary, if we got that verse put up there, let us not grow weary in well-doing, all right? Uh, Let me say here that that there's some things that we should not grow weary while doing good. Don't grow weary in pursuing your relationship with God. Don't don't grow weary in, in, in putting your faith and confidence in the word of Almighty God. Don't grow weary, okay? Don't grow weary in it. Don't, don't, don't give up your faith. Don't give up your hope. Don't give up your prayer life. Don't give up your time with the Lord. Don't give up your personal worship. Don't give up your, your praying in the Spirit. Don't give up your, your, your just all, whatever it is that God's directing you to in the things of the Spirit. Don't give it up. Amen. Press on. Do good. Do good. Don't give up being faithful. Don't give up being faithful. I'm not going to go into it. I don't have time. But, man, I got a phone call. Yvette and I were headed somewhere Friday. I got a phone call of people that were just shouting on the other end in joy, you know, which was nice to get for a change. But uh, shouting with joy, you know, man. God worked a miracle. I hope we can get them to testify about it. I'm telling you, it's a verifiable modern-day miracle. Okay? And and here's what they said. And this isn't a tithing message, but let me tell you. They said... We know God heard the prayers of people were praying, and they said that during back during the 90-day challenge when we talked about uh, faithfulness and tithing and giving, they said we took that challenge. We started tithing. It was extremely difficult. We thought about quitting a number of times. Said, but God repaid us in this one instance a hundred times over everything that we've tithed. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Put that verse up there. Leave that verse up there for a second, all right? Leave the verse up here for a second. It says, do not grow weary in doing good. Okay, do not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, in due season, listen to me, okay? I'm telling you, it's due season. It's due season. It's due season for a restoration of joy. It's due season for restoration of courage and restoration of strength. It's due season. It's due season for some of those things that you've been praying about, some of those things you've been asking the Lord for, some of those miracles that are on the prayer list. And, guys, I'm telling you, we've we've got them. I'm believing. I believe God is going to show himself abundantly faithful. For do not grow weary, okay, in doing good. For in due season we shall reap. You're going to get it. You're going to receive, all right? And, I, and, and I'm, I'm not just talking about the pie in the sky and the, the, the bank accounts. I'm talking about the desire of your heart. Yeah. I'm talking about the thing that when you wake up in the middle of the night, it shakes you and you wonder, is it real? Is it going to take place? I believe, man. I'm telling you, I, I've been, I believe it's time for breakthrough. The scripture tells us this it says that we weren't created to be losers but he has created us to be conquerors and more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Amen. He has called us. He has he has said for us. He's appointed us to victory in Jesus Christ. To victory